Mask on. Mask off. The masker. Free at last. Free at last. Thank the Lord. I'm mask free at last. Kind of paraphrasing Martin Luther King. What a delight to come out of hibernation and not wear a mask going to the supermarket or Costco or to a restaurant. Greetings and salutations. It is Alpha Dave, your global five-star general alpha male-in-chief from Command Center Alpha. I welcome you to Bold Alpha, your safe space for alpha males and the home of unabashed alpha male conversational maneuvers. No toxic feminists are allowed. Bold Alpha is presented by Gurkha. The world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaraguan series, loaded with all Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa Farms. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series is the fullest bodied cigar in the Gurkha portfolio. Peppery, spice, rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness. Add the Gurkha Nicaraguan series to your humidor today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com and buy Davidoff of Geneva, makers of Camacho and the Camacho Corojo. Built with authentic Honduran Corojo to deliver a bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Prepare for the intensity with Camacho Corojo. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Yesterday, I went to Costco. Had to make a co-run. Had to pick up a full packer brisket and a brisket flat because I'm going to make one for Tommy D over at the Davidoff of Geneva store and lounge. And of course, tomorrow we will hear our weekly spirits celebration with Tommy D. And every time I make something on the smoker, the pellet smoker, he's like, well, when are you going to bring something in? I hear about this. I hear about that. Well, this week I did bring him in some of my bristrami brisket that was seasoned with pastrami seasoning. Loved it. Had it for lunch yesterday. He said it was great. I said, you know what, Tommy? I'm going to bring a whole pack of brisket. I actually find enjoyment out of making the brisket, out of trimming the brisket, seasoning the brisket, turning that smoker on, getting the pellets ready, sticking it on, just watching the temperature, wrapping it. And then after it has rested, that 10, 12-hour process opening up that butcher paper to reveal a magnificent, succulent, juicy, tasty brisket. Brisket is the king of all meats. Why? Well, it's the toughest part of the cow. Toughest muscle. So you can't just cook it like a steak until it gets to 160 degrees or 130 or 140, whatever you, you prefer. It's not going to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's going to take... 8, 10 hours, low and slow, 225 to 250. So I made a Costco run yesterday. What a delight. Not having to worry about sticking on that stupid mask. What a delight being able to see people's faces, especially hot dames. I calculate. I have gone through a very scientific calculation, and I believe that approximately 62% of the women that you glance at when they have a mask, 
When they take the mask off, you will find you will not add them to your harem. I have determined that. And it's interesting because yesterday as I'm seeing these women all around, I'm looking at them from a different perspective. I'm envisioning, a, how screwed up, I'm envisioning a mask on them to say, okay, what would I have thought about them if they had the mask on? Would I, would I have thought that, yes, they're hot, they have the potential to be added to my harem? And I went through it, and I'm telling you, 62%, six of 10 women that I did this unofficial scientific analysis on, I came to the conclusion, no chance, no way. Now, from the rest of the body, they look great. But remember, what does the mask hide? Very important facial features. Smile, lips, teeth, nose, skin complexion. Very important elements. And so if you pull the mask down, you look and say, eh, maybe not so much. So I found that to be a very interesting exercise. The first time I went maskless was on Tuesday, walking into the public supermarket. And they came out and said that they're going to follow CDC guidelines. If you are vaccinated, it's the honor system. Now, I've been vaccinated, took both Pfizer shots. So clearly, I fall under the CDC guidelines. And the CDC, let's face it, is so screwed up. They've been screwed up since the beginning of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. They were the ones that said, no, 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 we don't need to rely on, on other tests. We'll create our own Wuhan virus test. And that turned into an absolute disaster. They couldn't get it right. The tests were wrong. It took them six weeks of screwing around till they figured it out that it was all wrong. And, of course, President Trump relied on the experts, relied on the scientists. What do all the libs say? Listen to the scientists. Follow the science. Okay, he did. He followed phony Fauci and the scarf Martha Burks. He followed Redfield, the head of the CDC. They were all screwed up. They were all wrong. I still remember phony Fauci appearing on one of the cable network shows stating, there's no reason this is going to be like the common cold. There's no reason to, to panic. It's going to be like the common cold. There's no reason for us to wear masks. There's no reason to, to worry or, or panic. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, we need two weeks to stop the spread, to bring down the curve. Okay, and what did everybody say last April? Sure, okay, a year ago April. Okay, phony Fauci, sure. President Trump listened to him. We need to stop the spread, bring, bend the curve. Okay. And then that turned into, well, we need another month. Oh, and now we need masks. Then we need four masks and ten masks. Oh, now we need to live in a bubble. Now we need 400-foot social distancing. Better yet, don't ever leave your house. It went on and on and on. And I'm convinced, I'm thoroughly convinced, that one of the reasons why we're seeing a decrease, not just vaccinations, but I think a herd immunity is developing across the country. Many people did get it. And again, there was also a problem with how it was fought. They didn't use hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin early on because phony Fauci said, oh, there's no evidence and we need a triple quadruple trial, which we know now is nonsense. When you are in the heat of battle, physicians on the front line, they're the ones that are battling this. They're the ones that are trying to find therapeutics and cures. And in many instances, they did with ivermectin 
hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, other anti-inflammatories. And they've also found that you got to nail the virus within the first five days before the viral load explodes. So these are all things we've learned over the last year, and Fauci has resisted. And now all of a sudden, okay, no masks. And I've been saying this. And what I said was this. This is about two weeks ago, three weeks before the CDC came out. I said, look, people now have had the opportunity to be vaccinated. Vaccinations are readily available. At first in December and January, even February, they were rationed based upon seniors, high-risk patients. Then it was people above 65, then people above 55, then 50, then 40, then everybody. Now we don't have a, a demand problem or a supply problem. We don't have a supply problem. We have a demand problem. There's plenty of supply. There's not as much demand. It was the opposite. We had little supply, tons of demand. My feeling was this. You come out and say, okay, it is now late April, early May. We're going to give an eight-week period, May and June, for anybody that wants to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Because come June 1st, we're living again. The masks are coming off. The capacity restrictions are coming off. The indoor restrictions are coming off. We're going to start living again. That doesn't mean that people that are high risk or seniors or other people that feel, hey, I feel more comfortable wearing a mask, be my guest. In fact, when I went into Publix, and it was just so delightful not to have anybody give you a look, although there were still some of the people wearing masks, the lemming liberals that were giving me a look and giving others a look. I would say 40% of the people in the store were not wearing masks. The other 60 were. Many employees, I think most employees were. But I found it very interesting because looking around, you could almost pick those people. Like I, I, I put it in two buckets. The bucket of people that seniors, elderly, high risk, that feel comfortable with a mask. And I say, fine, there's no issue. They should wear it. If they feel comfortable, fine. Now, would it be better if they wear N95 masks, if they're really, truly concerned? Absolutely. Then there's a second bucket, people that haven't been vaccinated. Okay, fine. I get that. Wear your mask. Then there is the third bucket. The third bucket, people that have been vaccinated, that basically say, I believe phony Fauci, and I am a Democrat, I'm a lemming, and I'm going to follow everything until the next for the next five years, and I'm going to maintain my social distancing for the next five years. Probably perpetuity for many of these people. But I felt so free. It was so lovely not having the, the condensation coming up from my mask over to my reading glasses. It was lovely not having to breathe that garbage air, the carbon dioxide that you're breathing out and back in into that mask. And by the way, people say, well, wait a minute. When physicians are operating, there's surgery, they're wearing masks. Yes, but they wear new masks. As an example, they do not reuse the same mask for every single surgery. But we're reusing our masks. Sometimes people are using them for months at a time. I bought several 50 packs, so usually eh, I'd wear one for about two, three days, and then I'd get rid of it. And by the way, we're going to find out all these masks made in China, I'm telling you, we're going to find out in 10 years people are getting sick with some sort of 
lung disease or other issues because they actually breathed in toxic fibers from these Chinese masks. I hate to say I'm right, and I hope I'm wrong, but I have this very bad feeling that we're going to find out that I'm right. And it's amazing. Every time you look to get a mask, made in China, made in China. They screwed us. They launched a viral bioweapon, a biohazard against the world, and then they cashed in on it. But in terms of feeling free, now we're seeing concerts coming back. We're seeing sporting events. Sergeant Steve, yesterday, last night, Tampa Bay Lightning against the Sunrise Stinking Panther Pussycats. 9,000 in Amelie Arena. How did that feel last night? It was awesome. A little different. And 9,500, about half capacity. So, right. Were most people wearing masks or were masks required? Um, it's required when you come in the building. Um, okay. But at your seats, you can pretty much take it off. Which makes no sense. So you're sitting next to other people, around other people, breathing. It makes no sense. Well, but in I, any event. I, I, I think they, they technically require it, but I don't think they go to your seats saying, put it on. Yeah, I, I, on TV it looked like most people were not wearing, yeah. or maybe a 50-50 mix, uh, mix. It was tough to see because you don't see the whole arena. But what did you think? You were in the press box. Yeah, I was in the press box. So, I mean, we're kind of away from everybody. But um, it was just awesome to have that energy and excitement at a sporting event. I mean, you know, yep. doing games with no fans or even 25% fans, you know, you know, a couple weeks ago. But having a playoff game with 50, with 50% of the fans there was phenomenal. Well, I feel like a bear that's come out of hibernation after a year. Because let's face it, even though you could go to restaurants and even though you could go shopping, you had that stupid mask on and you just felt like... And I remember every time I'd put it on and walk around, I'm like, how much longer are we going to have to live like this? And then I would say, damn these Chinese communist sons of bitches for what they've done. And I'm going to get to a story a little bit later where a restaurant in New Mexico put a sign out how they feel about the Chinese Communist Party. So we will get to that. But it was exhilarating. Now, I've talked to people in New York State, the crumbling empire. They've got uh, Kim Jong Cuomo still not relieving the mask mandates. Everybody's got to wear masks. They've started to loosen up on some of the, the capacity provisions. But, for example, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be playing in Buffalo at Salem Field, where the Buffalo Bisons play, because Toronto and Ontario, Canada is still pretty much locked down. And they're allowing people that are vaccinated and unvaccinated. But if you're vaccinated, you can sit in a section. You do, I don't believe you have to wear a mask if you're unvaccinated. And you have to show proof if you're unvaccinated. You've got to sit. You can only buy, I think, tickets for two. And you've got to sit. Everything's going to be spaced out. But it's outside. And my feeling is it's outside. Lift the capacity restrictions. My understanding is the New York Knicks are going to have 15,000 people at a playoff game. I think they're, they're allowing it. I'm wondering, how do they allow that? But yet, at an outdoor baseball stadium, you can only allow, I think, uh, a third capacity. Go figure that one out. Makes absolutely no sense. But I felt free, and I'm sure you now feel free, not having to put that stupid man. You know how many times I would leave my car and I would walk three-quarters of the way either to the supermarket in a big parking lot or to Costco or somewhere else and I'd say and I'd see people in masks I'm like shit I forgot my mask and then I'd go back and get it although many places started to have masks there so I would just go into Costco and said oh I'm sorry I forgot my mask oh here you go take one no problem 
So it was absolutely delightful to be able to walk around, breathe normal air, not having that contraption around me, not being restricted. And the best part, being able to see hot dames' full face, full faces. Not restricted faces. You see exactly what they look like. And you determine, hey, do I want to approach them? Do I want to add them to the harem? Much, much easier. Makes a big difference. I mean, let's face it. If a woman's wearing a mask, she could be a hot killer body, but if she takes that mask off and has no teeth, zits all over the place, not a good look. You're not going to be adding her to the harem. So I say we are coming out of our hibernation. We can thank President Donald J. Trump for Operation Warp Speed because if a Democrat was president and Fauci was still was running, dictating the show, He'd say, well, we need 15 years to get a vaccine, so we're going to live like this for the next 15 years. And I still remember when Trump said, I think we're still going to have it around the the vaccine, around the election, definitely by the end of the year, feel very good about it. And Fauci dissed him left and right, negated Trump. Well, who was right after all? And now the more Fauci talks, the more of a buffoon he really appears. I love the interaction between Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Phony Fauci. Dr. Paul got him on the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, its origins. More on that a little bit later. But for now, free at last. Free at last. Thank the Lord. We're mask-free. Free at last. If you are looking to add a full-flavored cigar to your portfolio of cigars to enjoy, I've got the perfect selection for you. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series. It is loaded with Nicaraguan leaf from the renowned Aganorsa Farms in Nicaragua. The Gurkha Nicaraguan series features a Corojo 99 Nicaraguan wrapper, dual Corojo 99 binders, and Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 long fillers. The result, a super full-flavored cigar with loads of pepper, loads of spice, very rich, while maintaining absolute smoothness the entire time. Try the Gurkha Nicaraguan series. Add it to your portfolio. Add it to your humidor. You will be in for a super Nicaraguan Puro Cigar Treat. Gurkha, the world's finest cigars. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. This will absolutely shock you. A study performed by a behavioral scientist at Queensland University in Australia. Down under, you mates. By the way, Australian dames, very hot. Speaking of dames, this, uh, this is going to shock. It's almost hard to believe they actually spent time and money on this study. They did a scientific study, and it confirms what basically anybody with one one-millionth of a brain particle already knows. Women are turned on by charm and cash, while men are turned on by looks. Sergeant Steve, does this shock you? Does this surprise you in any way, shape, or form? Uh, that they spent money on it? Yes. Well, the, the results, no. I hear it, I, but I mean, it's it's almost like so. Revi- wow. Let me get this straight. Women turned on by charm, and men with cash. Go figure. I mean, I always say, you know, like, uh, let's face it. Bill Gates is not the best looking guy around. I mean, even when he was younger, he was not the best looking guy. Kind of nerdy, geeky. He just. It's not like there were women lined up. 
But when he became a billionaire, as a friend said to me, she said, let me tell you something. When he's standing on his pile of $100 billion, he's the hottest guy on the planet. And that's about right. Now, I'm not saying all women go for cash. But as we say, women and men, I've always said this, they are clearly different species, and they have different needs and requirements. Now, what are men turned on by? Men like attractive women. I mean, if you ask most men, what's the first thing you notice about a woman? A, a woman? They're not going to say, well, I really noticed her wonderful personality or that she has two degrees. No, they're going to say she was hot. Great body, great rack, beautiful face, <clears throat> looks great, great legs, legs that go from uh, Miami to New York. That's what most men are going to say. Now, if you ask women... Women certainly, too, have to be attracted. There's no question. But women are deeper. Women want personality. Women want sense of humor. Women don't necessarily want a billionaire. Now, that doesn't hurt. But what women are looking for is somebody that they deem would be a good provider. Now, whether that person makes 50000 100000 100 million, 100 billion, or as Bernard Sanders would say, $100 billion. The men with $100 billion are getting all the pussy, and I've got a problem with it. Men like me that have no looks and no cash, we're not getting the hot pussy. I can hear Bernie Sanders saying that. But the fact is, is that women are looking for security. So the three things that I've always stated, that women are three or four things that turn a woman on, number one, sense of humor. No doubt about it. Number two, personality. Number three, power or perception of power. If a woman sees a man that's alpha, take charge. Now let's say there's no reservations available at the restaurant, but she's like, come on, we've got to go. There's, there's no reservations. Hold on, sweetheart. And the next thing you know, two minutes later, magically you get a table. Guy took charge. That's power. That's perception of power. And certainly, I think when you say physical appearance, a man has to look good. That doesn't mean you've got to be... Uh, a Fabio, you know, a male model. What it means is you should be presentable, you should smell good, you should look nice, don't look like a schlum. Women notice little things. If a man wears cologne, I'm telling you the first thing a woman will say is, oh, I like how this man smells. And remember, women, people say, oh, men are visual. Women are not only auditory, but they're also visual as well. When they see a man looking good, when they see or smell a man that smells good, it's the whole package. And it's also how a man talks to a woman. So, yes, women are turned on by charm and cash. Men certainly look. Look at the number, and I'm sure you've done this, when you've gone out to a nice restaurant and you see a really hot-looking woman, young, Short dress, beautiful rack, legs. Maybe she's smoking hot, could be in her 20s, 30s, 40s. And then you see her with either an older guy or a schlumpy-looking guy, you know, that kind of looks like a putz. But he comes driving in, you know, an expensive car, and you look and say, well, it's very obvious why she's with that guy. No doubt. There are some women that say, hey, Listen, I can overlook it for the cash, no problem. I think if you talk to most women, all of my female friends say, tell me the same thing. They say, listen, I want a guy that's put together. 
I want a guy that's that's on top of things. But I don't care how much money a guy has. If I'm not attracted to him, nothing is going to happen. Not going to happen. There are some, and I know several women, that can overlook that. And their attitude is, hey, you know, I'm, I'm making a sacrifice. I'm making one sacrifice for a certain type of security. I'm making a sacrifice to be able to live a certain lifestyle. I get that. have no problem with it. But it's very clear. Women turned on by charm, cash certainly a modicum of success. Men turned on by looks. They like hot women. And it's hard to believe that they actually surveyed 7,325 people between the ages of 18 and 65. But here's another little interesting fact. Men in their 20s value looks, age, and physical build four times more than young women do. And even in to their 60s, looks continue to matter more than twice as much to men compared to women. That does not surprise me. Young ladies, personality, three times more important than it is to men. So what's the moral of the story? Men, if you don't have a personality, buy one. Work on one. Get one. It's not just about looks. And by the way, if you do show up to a date and you're wearing bad clothes and you haven't shaved, and you haven't done your, you haven't gotten a haircut, and you don't look the part, you don't smell good, you are already looking at three strikes before you even see this woman. Do yourself a favor. Now, I know the audience that I'm talking to with our alpha males, they already understand this. As alpha males, we look good, we dress well, we're well-groomed, smell good, wear cologne. We just look the part. And I'm telling you, you know this as an alpha male, women are dying to search and find for an alpha male. They want an alpha male. They need an alpha male. They crave an alpha male. An alpha male that takes charge, that makes decisions, that looks the part. They want decisive men. And if you see a man that looks the part of being a beta, slouched, head down, head between his, his tuchus, kind of walking down the street looking defeated and dejected, who when he asks a woman out says, what do you want to do tonight? Forget it. It's over. Women don't want beta males. They are seeking alpha males. I don't care how strong, how successful a woman is. She wants a stronger alpha male. She wants a take-charge alpha male, a man that will say, I'm picking you up at 7 o'clock. Saturday evening, we're going to Del Frisco's Steakhouse for a great steak dinner. Then afterwards, we'll go get a cocktail at a little speakeasy I know of. So look the part. You tell that to a woman, she gets wet immediately. Major moistage. I mean, major, major excitement on her part. The anticipation, the excitement that a man took control. That she did not have to say, well, let's do this, let's do that. A woman wants an alpha male to take charge. A woman loves it when an alpha male calls on a Tuesday or Wednesday and says, by the way, Friday, have a bag packed. We're going away this weekend. It's a surprise, but if I were you, I would bring some clothes appropriate for a tropical destination and some hot bikinis. You think a woman's going to say, well, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. No, I need to know more. She's going to be so ready to go. I mean, the second you pick her up, she'll be ready to have 
horizontal pleasure maneuvers. So men, and I know all of you alphas already know this, you got to look the part. And I almost pity those beta males because I, when I go out, I can pick these beta males that are with on a date a mile away, and I watch in fascination, and I see the disinterest on women's faces. I see the disinterest in their body language. I see the fact that they are just so bored that they have no respect for that beta male. I'm telling you, men, if you ever go out at, 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 to a restaurant, go to a bar and just watch, and you see a wussified beta male on a date with a, with a very attractive female, easiest pickings on the planet. Guy goes to the bathroom, you walk up and say, excuse me, I hate to interrupt. I can tell you're not having a great time on this date. Beta male, not for you. Nine times out of ten, they'll say, oh, my God, it's horrible. Horrible. And then all you do is say, listen, what's your first name? Jane. Jane, tell you what, why don't you give me your number? I'll remember it, and I'll call you, and you'll have a date with a real alpha male, and you won't be bored to death like you are tonight. Nine times out of ten, women will be like, sure, here's my number. It's uh, 815-4252. And they're like, don't you want me to write it down? Oh, I'll remember it, Jane. 815-4252. Boom! Done. They will be eagerly awaiting. And the, the rest of that night, that's all they'll be thinking about is you, the alpha male that made the move. Because, again, you're a strong, decisive, take-charge, confident alpha male. That's what women want. For six decades, Camacho has been working hard to build the best damn cigars around. Perfecting, preserving the authentic Corojo seed, that's the foundation of the Camacho blends. They talk about strength and character, and that is in Camacho's DNA. And so is the Camacho Corojo cigar. Complex, flavorful, no compromises. It is bold, it is rich, it is tasty. And it's built using wrapper, binder, and filler that is grown and harvested in the legendary Hamastron Valley in Honduras. A fifth priming wrapper, deep, dark, rich, three primings in the filler. What you get is a cigar strikingly dark in appearance. Camacho Corojo makes a statement with intensity that's backed up by cedar and earthy notes. A bold experience for those that defy the status quo. Camacho, strength and character. It's in our DNA. Well, we talked about women, what women want. This is a sad story. Do you know that there are 3,821 gentlemen's clubs or strip clubs in the United States. I didn't know that. But a tremendous number of women who worked as adult entertainers have been out of work for over a year, especially with the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus rules. Why? Because in many states, they closed Restaurants, they closed bars, they limited capacity. Then when they did reopen them, everybody has to have masks on. And what has affected adult entertainers the most is where they make their most money, where they get the lap dances, the private VIP, or they give the lap dances, the private VIP rooms. That's the majority of adult entertainers' income. And in many cases, it's still prohibited. Many of the blue states that were closed... 
The adult entertainers migrated to Florida, Texas, other states that were open. But now they're finding that even though many of the adult entertainers are on the job, the Wuhan virus rules are still hurting their pay. Now, they estimate that revenue in the adult nightclub industry decreased 18% in 2020. I don't believe that. I think it's way more than that. I mean, there were several gentlemen's clubs in the Cigar City that I would pass by uh, en route to the Command Center Alpha, Bold Alpha, and Cigar Dave Show offices. And two big ones, actually, the Penthouse Club and um, the Dollhouse. And they were both closed for ages. And as I passed them, I'm like, even if they open, who wants to see a woman, even though she may be naked or with uh, pasties or whatever, but wearing a mask? It just doesn't fit. Savannah Rain, a 23-year-old stripper, went on an OnlyFans site. I saw this at Yahoo.com. Over the past year, she stripped online uh, through the OnlyFans site, still ended up draining her savings. She says reopening of clubs means she can cover the rent again, and that returning to live stripping allowed her to reconnect with part of herself. Her stage name is Sage. Now, that's a good one. Now, I've heard stage names, Mercedes, Maserati, Porsche, Diamond, Star. Uh, Sergeant Steve, do you know any other? Can you think of any other adult dancer stage names? Destiny, Chastity. Cinnamon Candy, (laughs) Mandy Brandy. There you go. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Well, she said that I feel like the most whole version of myself when I'm in the club. It's a safe space for me to express my femininity and my sexuality. Hey, that's how she feels? No problem. But I just don't see... I, I, And I would see guys going into these places, and I'm thinking to myself, why would you want to see hot women wearing a mask? It just... I don't get it in any way, shape, or form. Just don't understand it. But hopefully now that the mask mandates are coming off, the adult gentleman's nightclub business will make a rebound. Now... This is all due to the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. We have talked about this at length. It is not COVID. That is a politically correct name that was created so as not to assign blame to the actual party in, in responsible for the virus, the Chinese Communist Party. It is the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. I've been stating the correct name since, I think, last, maybe March, last April, And I have stated since that time, well over a year, that I believe the Wuhan virus was the result of -of gain-of-function research, gain-of-function manipulation, where a virus is taken and it is manipulated in a laboratory, or as Mick DeBritt would say, a laboratory. It is manipulated to make it more dangerous. It is manipulated to make it a bioweapon. It is manipulated to make it resistant to drugs, to treatments. It is manipulated to make it more spreadable and more infectious and more contagious. And I've stated that all along. And what did we hear? All along, even when President Trump said, well, maybe, you know, there could be a possibility. And I remember Senator Tom Cotton brought that up over a year ago. And all the libstream media 
said, oh, that's, that's a conspiracy theory. It's not true. They bent over backwards to not assign blame to China because many, as it's turning out, many of these big tech firms, many of these lib media firms, are filleting Chinese Communist Party officials to be able to get their service, their product, into China, into the billions of people, and or a billion people, sell it, increase their bottom line. Let's give you a perfect example. Bloomberg, which does big business in China, big business in Hong Kong. Michael Bloomberg, the clown that ran for president, went after President Trump. Pictures now coming out of him all over the place dealing with Chinese communist officials. And it's come out that they've agreed to taper much of their coverage so that it's favorable towards the Chinese Communist Party. Hong Kong, China. The Chinese Communist Party, they are ruthless. There's a billion people in China, and there's just over a million members of the Chinese Communist Party. They are ruthless bastard pricks. They are enemies of America. They are enemies of the world. It's very simple. And now, when all of a sudden we're seeing more and more people coming out and saying, wait a minute, Dr. Fauci, what is this with gain-of-function research that the NIH put five, six million dollars into an intermediary who then funded that gain-of-function research that was deemed so dangerous it was outlawed in the United States under the Obama administration, but it conducted, continued in China. Now people, even Democrats, are saying, we should really examine this a little further. But whenever somebody tried to post that, whether it was a story on YouTube, a video on YouTube, or any of the social media sites, who were the ones that were censoring that? It was big tech at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party. Because all these companies, Microsoft, Google, Apple, they all want to get into China. In fact, Apple has agreed. Apple, the company that says, and I use Apple products. I've got iPhone, iPad. I've got multiple uh, MacBook, or a MacBook and an iMac. Love their products. Excellent products. Thoroughly um, um, an Apple individual, going back to when I was in college. They're the first to jump up and down and talk about voter suppression, racism, Black Lives Matter here in the United States. Yet in China... When there is blatant, blatant work camps consisting of Uyghur Muslims, there is torture and mistreatment of its own citizens, and China tells Apple, hey, you're going to censor everything, and we're going to get access to all the data in your data center in China without, we don't need anything. You're going to turn it over. What, is, what does Apple do? The, the company that has just stands on principle here in the United States, that we are for freedom and we are for the rights of all, they roll over like a dead duck. Google, Microsoft, Apple, Twitter, you name it, every one of them rolls over. And so we saw people that came out with the the absolute facts that had the data, scientists that were aware of what was going on that came out, they were all dissed. They were all disrespected. They were all deplatformed. But yet here we are a year later. 
When the Democrats initially were saying, oh, it's not China, now all of a sudden people are waking up. Because you can't keep the genie in the bottle forever. And the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus genie is out. It is absolutely out. And how do we know that? Well, certainly we know that it didn't come from a zoological transfer. We know that either it was a bioweapon, gain-of-function research, gone bad, or that escaped, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, accidentally or purposefully, we don't know. But we do know that it was manipulated in the lab. And we know this because virologists, scientists who are experts in that field have been able to go back and say, this does not exist. This virus does not exist. We've got all the bad viruses. This doesn't exist. Somewhere along the line, they put in this different spike, this furuncle. It's very scientific, way above my pay grade. But it was manipulated so those spikes that we see latch on. This wasn't accidental. It isn't coincidental. This is an absolute determined effort to create a super virus, a dangerous super virus. Some would say a bioweapon. And you know who one of the people that said it? A senior member of the Chinese Communist Party, a think tank, who also happens to be a professor of national development at Peking University in Beijing. His name is Ping Chen. Ping Chen, senior member of the CCP, claimed China won a biological war against the United States last year. And as I've been saying for the last year, we know this to be the truth, but now the Libstream media, even the New York slime, is reporting what we've been saying for over a year, despite initially saying this is a conspiracy theory, there's no evidence, it's not true. It is true. This is what Ping Chen had to say. And this was in a TV interview, and the authenticity and translation confirmed by a well-known Chinese blogger. In 2020, this is what he said, China won the trade war, science and technology war, and especially the biological war. The achievement is unprecedented. This is an epic-making historical record. So for the liberal America-worshipping cult with China, their worship of the U.S. is actually unfounded. After this trade war and biological warfare, the U.S. was beaten back to its original shape. This is Chen Ping, a member of the Chinese Communist Party, saying this. Trade war, biological war. He continues, So I think Trump's attempt to restore the declining international status of the U.S. during his four years has failed. This failure is not only the failure of Trump's personal campaign for re-election as president, but also the failure of the neoliberalism-led globalization of the past four decades led by the U.S. and the U.K. Therefore, the development and modernization model of the U.S. and Europe is not worthy of China's imitation and repetition. Fuck the Chinese Communist Party. Fuck Ping Chen. Fuck those bastards. They entered into biological warfare with us. They have destroyed the world's economy over the past year. 
They have destroyed families. They have destroyed lives. They are responsible for the murder of millions of people around the world, half a million Americans. China is not our friend. China is not, should not be an economic partner. Peng, Ping Chen said it right up front. They entered into a trade war and biological war. This was all the result of a man-made manipulated virus that the United States of America was funding in the Wuhan lab as well as some other Chinese Communist Party army facilities. This is unacceptable. And yet we still have big tech, Wall Street venture capitalists, American companies willing to bend over, lose their technology so that they can sell a few more airplanes, a few more computers, get a few more subscriptions to, to their uh, Microsoft or to Google. The globalists have destroyed this country while getting wealthy in the process. Globalists responsible for the hollowing out of American manufacturing. You want to know why President Donald Trump resonated with middle America and resonated with union workers and factory workers and everyday Americans? Because he called a spade a spade. He called it out that while the elitists on Wall Street, in the Beltway of Washington, on the coasts, while well, they were getting wealthy, they were doing business with China, doing business with other overseas companies. American workers were getting screwed. They were getting shafted. And if you don't think that the globalists were in fear when President Trump was in office, you better think again. That's why they all, corral all corralled around the Democrats and Biden. That's why they all were the first to say, oh, there's no problem with the election. I don't know. It, it may have looked stolen, but don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all fair. And what do we hear when people said, hey, wait a minute, the election has some serious issues that need to be looked at. It may have been rigged. There may be some improprieties. Oh, conspiracy theory. Nope, it's already been settled. Conspiracy theory. The same thing the Libstream media said a year ago about the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus when scientific experts said this is a man-made virus that probably escaped or was purposely released from a Chinese lab. What did they say a year ago? Same thing they're saying today about the election audit in Arizona and other states. Nope, conspiracy theory, you're wrong, it's all settled. They minimize them, they diss them, they deplatform them. The truth always ends up coming out. And here's the truth. China released this weapon on the world, this bioweapon on the world. And then they made billions and billions of dollars selling us all the, the personal protection gear all the Chinese masks, all the hand sanitizer. I wouldn't buy anything from China. Whatever I see, I look on the back and it says hand sanitizer. Made in China? No thank you. No thank you. Mm. I need to take a little sip of my espresso from a China glass. But it's not made in China. It's actually 
Made in America. You can still find them made in America. Not many places, but you can. Mm. But every industry has been decimated by globalists who don't give a shit about the American worker, that don't give a shit about patriotism, that don't give a shit about making this country strong. They're happy to do business with the enemy, which is what China is. And we have a restaurant in New Mexico, an Italian restaurant in New Mexico that is calling, that is putting the truth for everyone to see. It is a, an Italian restaurant called Forget About It, Pizza, Pasta, and Wings. They have been forced to be closed since February because they can't get workers. Many establishments across the country can't get workers. There is an institution in Buffalo called Louis Footlongs. North Tonawanda, across from Grand Island on the Niagara River. Remember going there since I was a kid. Been there 70 years. They were closed all last season. The brother and sister that own the family restaurant, they've got the best footlongs and curly Q fries, milkshakes, onion rings. Fantastic food. Great atmosphere. Great ambiance. They opened up beginning of May. It's May to November. Seasonal every year. They announced earlier this week that yesterday was their last day. Why? They couldn't get employees, couldn't get workers. Nobody would show up. Why? Because the Democrats said, hey, let's keep paying big unemployment, no taxes on the unemployment. And now, as the states are starting to open up, they didn't rescind those unemployment, those uh, supplemental unemployment wages. And now it's more advantageous for workers to stay home and do nothing, go to the beach, play golf, make more than if they're working. There was a time when everything was closed when they absolutely needed the assistance. But that time started to diminish last fall. Workers starting to come back, October, November. But yet, they extended all those supplemental benefits. You cannot get employees today. So they closed. So they have been closed. Deming, uh, it's in Deming, North uh, New Mexico. But they put a sign up that said, we're closed, blame China. Of course, the members of the political correctness crowd had a big problem with this. Oh, it's Asian, it's biased. Let me make one very clear statement. Anybody that says that there is rampant Asian hate and violence is full of bullshit. I have never, ever witnessed any person go up to an Asian, Asian-American, or an Asian immigrant, whether they're in the supermarket, at one of their restaurants, saying, it's all your fault. Nobody believes that. It's the Chinese Communist Party's fault. No doubt about it. Is it the fault of one billion Chinese people? Hell no. You think they want to live under communism? under the absolute fear of if, if, if they could be arrested and sent to some gulag if they say something wrong or do something wrong. They don't want to live under that kind of rule. It's not the Chinese people. I don't hate the Chinese people. I hate the Chinese Communist Party members, one million of them. I despise them. They're the enemies of the world. 
And I tell people that all the time. And every, I go to several Chinese restaurants, Chinese immigrants. You know what they all tell me? We hate the Chinese Communist Party. That's why we left. We hate, we hate them, what they have done. They can't stand them. And when I talk about that they're bastards, they all look and go, you're right. I still frequent Chinese restaurants and Asian restaurants, Oriental restaurants. I don't believe for a millisecond, for a millisecond, that there is rampant Asian discrimination and Asian hate. But what I found interesting is that the media, Libstream Media, doesn't want to report the last five episodes of violence towards Asians have been perpetuated by blacks. Now, that doesn't fit the Libstream Media narrative. Does that mean all blacks hate Asians? Absolutely not. But we saw in New York an Asian woman getting beaten up by a, a, a black male and then the doorman, the security guard in the building, instead of going in and trying to break it up and get this guy off of her, watches the attack, watches her get violently kicked and shuts the door so it doesn't go into the lobby. He was appropriately fired. But let's not hesitate for when we what, what we see. I have seen five videotaped incidences the last two weeks, black on Asian hate crime. That is unacceptable. But the Libstream media won't call it out. Now, if a white attacks an Asian, same as my estimation, somebody attacks someone else, same thing. Doesn't matter what their race is. It's wrong. They'll report that day and night. Oh, white attacks Asian. But we have five blacks that have attacked Asians. Not a word. And I don't believe that blacks in, in mass. That's not the case. It's very interesting. The proof is always in the pudding. I go to several sushi restaurants. There's a couple of great Chinese restaurants I go. I, I like to go to. There's a Korean restaurant. Every one of those restaurants owned by Asian immigrants. Every one of those restaurants has been packed. They've been packed by whites, blacks, you name it. They're there. If there's such rampant discrimination, you know, people would say, don't go to that restaurant. Don't support, don't support that restaurant. It's owned by an Asian immigrant. I'm telling you, I called one of the restaurants that I always take out from, a sushi restaurant. They know me. Always take out from there. I called them up. This is last Friday, and I said, yep, uh, I want to just order some sushi. I'll pick it up in like half an hour. She said, Dave, I'm sorry. We are, we're like two and a half hours backlogged. I go, what? Come on. She's like, all right, let me see something. Comes back two minutes later. She's like, okay, what do you want? Because I, I, I'm a good customer and I frequent them on a regular basis and I take good care of them. So when I went to pick up my order, I would say 60% were white, probably 20% Hispanic, and maybe another 20% were black. Nobody has a problem. So when I see this anti-Asian hate, this bill that passes... Much of it is typical politicization of an issue. It's demagoguing an issue. But yet when, listen, when a white guy attacks somebody, an Asian, anybody, absolutely should be called out. Same thing if an Asian attacks a white, if an Asian attacks a black, if a black attacks an Asian, if a Hispanic attacks a black, attacks a white, Makes no difference. But the problem is this media narrative that if it doesn't fit 
their narrative and doesn't go after white males, then they're not going to report it. So this restaurant gets slammed because all they were doing is telling the truth. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus is the reason you couldn't attend baseball games and football games and hockey games and movies and concerts the last year. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus is the reason you had to be hibernated and locked up the last year. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus is the reason that your business may have suffered the past year. So when a restaurant owner, and forget about it, in Deming, North New Mexico, posts a sign that says, we're closed, blame China, she starts getting backlash, especially on social media. I love these sons of bitches on social media that hide behind a phony account. They don't put their picture. They come up with a cockamamie name because they don't have the balls to do it in person. They would never do it in person, but when they hide behind the cloak of social media, yeah, they've got big balls. They're real alphas. You get them in person, they have no balls, no nads. They're pussies. So, of course, numerous people leaving negative reviews on the restaurant's Facebook page. Some people have called her. One of the comments on the page, they use racism to deflect that they don't pay a living wage to their employees. That's the real reason they can't find anyone to work for them. Their pay sucks just like their food, one user wrote. Oh, by the way, if you say that low pay is the reason people can't get workers, that's a load of horseshit. There's McDonald's. I just read about it. I don't know if it's here in, I think it was here in Tampa. He offered a $50 payment, a $50 bill to anybody that just came in for an interview. And then he said he was paying, I think, 15 bucks an hour. What do we hear all the libs saying? We need to raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks, a livable wage. He went to 15, 16, 17 bucks an hour. He figured, look, I'll probably get, maybe I'll get 50 people coming in for the interview. You know, 50 bucks, no problem. And I'll probably have out of 50, maybe I'll have 10, 15 that'll just come to get the 50 bucks and leave. You know how many people showed up for that interview to get a free $50 bill? None. Zero. He said, I'm flabbergasted. I'm offering free money for an interview. Can't even get that. Now, most people would say, okay, the interview for 10 minutes? Yeah, I'll take 50 bucks. Nope. Couldn't get anybody. So please, this has nothing to do with paying a liberal wage. The uh, American Civil Liberty Union, Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. Now, at one time, the ACLU was a legitimate, respected organization that looked for the civil liberties, looked out for the civil liberties for every American, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. They believed in free speech. They believed in the Constitution. Those days are over. They're an ultra-radical liberal organization. The ACLU of New Mexico said... This sign simply replays the Trump administration's tactic of dodging blame for its failures by playing to racial antagonism toward Asian Americans. We've seen how signs like this inspire hate and violence against the Asian community. Instead of contributing to these kinds of divisions in our country, we should be pulling together to defeat the virus. Because again, the ACLU is too worried about political correctness to call out the Chinese communists because many of the members of the ACLU are communists themselves. The owner said it is ridiculous to be called racist. And she says, I'm not taking the sign down. I'm not backing down. It is what it is. Good for her. Let's call it what it is. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. The Chinese communist bastard pricks unleash this on the world. Whether intentional or not, 
One thing is for sure, even if it was unintentional, it was accidental, they covered it up. They still allowed Chinese travelers to leave Wuhan and spread it and seed it to the rest of the world. For that, the world should never forgive the Chinese Communist Party. I hope there is a day in my lifetime when the one billion people of China rise up together to defeat, destroy, and eliminate the one million members of the Chinese Communist Party, starting with Xi Jinping, the premier of China. Guy is bad news. All the communists are bad news. You got one billion, imagine if all one billion people, or 500 million, just bonded together to get rid of the one million. You'd even see people in the army would start to turn. Unfortunately, one million people. And really out of one million, there's probably a thousand that really rule a billion. And that is a damn shame. Screw China, the Chinese Communist Party. You have no problem with the Chinese people. Screw Xi Jinping. Screw the Chinese Communist Party. Screw every single Chinese Communist Party official that allowed the virus to be seeded around the world and then capitalized by sucking up all the personal protective gear and then reselling it back at massive profits. Screw the Chinese Communist Party and screw the American business people and the, uh, the, the American globalists that would sacrifice American jobs, American companies for the benefit of an additional buck and for the benefit of the Chinese Communist Party. It is sick. It is revolting. It is obscene. Patriotism amongst the globalists, long gone. And the globalists such as Liz Cheney and the Bushes and the Mitt Romneys, if they think that by going back to supposedly, air quote here, conservative values is going to win them elections, you better think again. The Republican Party was dead before President Donald Trump revitalized it and repositioned it as an America first, worker first, Americans first party. Liz Cheney doesn't give a damn about factory workers in the Midwest. She gives a damn about the military industrial complex and the globalists and allowing them to continue to get into wars and skirmishes across the country while they all get wealthy. Same thing with the retired generals. They leave the Pentagon and they go sit on the boards of all these military industrial complex companies and they get big money to do so. There is no integrity amongst the globalists, amongst many of the former top generals that abandon ship and go to the military industrial complex. And there is certainly, without any question, no patriotism amongst any politician, Democrat or Republican, that would put the foreign countries' welfare and financial welfare over the financial welfare of this country and all Americans. If you think the Republican Party is going back to Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, and the Bushes, think again. It's over. It's an America first party, and that means putting American workers first and looking out for this country. And if Democrats or the Libstream media has a problem with that, too bad.
It's about time we start looking after ourselves instead of the rest of the world. Oh, and by the way, we heard Russia, 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 Russia for the last five years. Yet, once again, brainless Biden lifts the sanctions and restrictions off the CEO and many other people that are involved with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline between Russia and Germany. Think about this for a second. The Americans, taxpayers, pay billions and billions and billions of dollars. Their 2% mandated defense spending as part of NATO to make sure that Europe is secure from whom? Evil Soviet Union and Russia. And yet, what is Germany, the deadbeat country that doesn't pay their fair share? What do they do? Well, we're protecting them. They're now doing business and putting a pipeline to be dependent on Russia for their natural gas and their oil. How fucked up is that? That tells you all you need to know about how screwed up globalism is and the nonsense you heard about Russia, Russia, Russia. All a ruse, as we all know. It's always been China, China, China. And frankly, I'm all about America first, America first, America first. Alpha Dave, your global five-star general alpha male in chief, have a fantastic weekend. I know I went on a rant, but some things are important enough that you cannot leave unturned. Have a great weekend. Live it up.